0: Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Rev. Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My guest today is Rev. Donna Appadoni, who's well known for her work with CAP Radio as host of Morning Edition and CAP Radio Reads. She's an interfaith minister ordained in New York in 2009. She is a speaker at half a dozen congregations and the teacher-designer of Transformation Path. A few weeks ago, Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Welcome, Donna, and what's our topic for today?
1: Nice to be here, Deborah. Thank you. Our topic for today is the power of truth. And boy, is this a big one. Yes, you
0: know, when we, uh, the first first episode we did, I uh, fairly, um, well, maybe arrogantly said, you know, we picked the hardest for the first and last. And then as we come to each one, it's like, how do we talk about this one? I mean, because what is truth? Johnny Cash sang a song about what is truth. And I don't think he even came to a conclusion in that song. What is truth? How do we know that
1: something's true? It's a big question. It's a it's a question that I didn't realize was going to challenge me as much. And you know, it's not really my practice to say something is hard because I think that that's just a construct that I invent sometimes. But it is challenging me to look at some things in a new and different way. And just like you came up with Johnny Cash, I kept coming up with all these phrases. The way we use truth, in in sayings and in um, in music and and the more I heard those in my head the more I thought well what is truth so I have the same question that you have what is truth and I'm trying to figure out the answer so
0: one of the one of the things I wrote down when I, I was writing like our, our little themes for each week um, is a fairly fairly glib, actually, metaphysical definition of truth. Uh, And it says truth is in the eye of the beholder, but there's an underlying truth that permeates the universe, those things that never change and are never affected by the material world. And so metaphysicians say there's facts and there's truth. So there might be a fact of a person being physically ill, but the truth is, is that it is a divine, you know, we're divine beings and we can heal our bodies if we can get into the right consciousness. And, you know, of course, we can play with this forever. But um, there I I know that I have there's a part of me and that I know inside of me that just never changes, no matter what kind of crazy is going on, you know, in, in the world. And for me, that is that is where 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 truth is. But I know most people it's just like there's either there's if it's if it's not true for them, then it's wrong. I, I, I guess maybe sometimes we create, you know, truth and not truth with right and wrong. Maybe that's a good place to start.
1: That is a good place to start. And certainly when we look at when we look at news coverage and we look at all the fact checking coming up there is a reason that that fact checking has to be done about any statement that we hear in the news, but it contributes to what you just described as if it isn't the truth, it must be wrong. In that context, maybe, maybe that is how it works. But in a a metaphysical level, in a spiritual level, which is more what we're talking about, no, there is something there is something that's deeper and there's something that's in all of us. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out now, what do we do with the people who I know the truth as I feel it, you know, the truth as you feel it or know it. Somebody else over there might say they know the truth, too. And it's completely the opposite of what we call the truth. So what do we do with that? Yeah. (laughs) What do we do with that?
0: I mean, because what's true for me may not be true for you.
1: Yes. Are they are they all true? I mean, are are we adding on to truth and saying, well, all of that is true? Or is someone wrong?
0: Okay. so there was a movie. Well, probably 100 years ago now is uh, Sally Field and Paul Newman. And Sally Field was a journalist. I cannot remember the name of the movie. And, you know, she was reporting what she considered to be facts. And then, of course, it all just blew up. And at the end of it, she had had she had had this little relationship with Paul Newman. And at the very end, uh, because this this uh, crime syndicate or whatever had gotten busted, she was being interviewed by one of her colleagues. And they said, is it is it true that that you were involved with this person? And she said, it's not true, but it's accurate. Wow. That was the best line in that entire movie.
1: Wow. What did you take away from that?
0: That... That the facts did not encompass her f- the feelings, uh, that it didn't encompass the the emotions and the entanglement that everyday humans have with each other is like, yeah, you know, yes, maybe they had gotten together and maybe there was a thing there, um, and so you could say it's accurate to say they had been involved. But however the question was asked, you know, the 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 truth was that uh, there was so much more to it. And maybe it just, I don't know, and what this movie was a long, long time ago, and that just
1: blew me out of the water. It was like, no, but it's accurate. I'm glad you explained that a little bit because I didn't quite grasp it as you said the line. I've heard the line before, I've seen the film, but I didn't quite grasp what that meant. And that was a really good description to say that someone has had a relationship or been involved is accurate. But that's a great example because we all know that there's a lot more complication to a relationship than meets the eye. So yeah. what a good example of that. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about
0: this morning is is that I think this whole thing about truth is we... um as human beings, we're pretty confused. And we want we want to be able to prove things. we We want to be able to say, this is this is what this is. This is a real table. This is a real mouse on my uh, you know desk. This is real. and um, I have facts to stand on because we don't like ambiguity. And so this whole you know you sent me an article that that quoted all these philosophers over the over the ages, and honestly, these people had way too much time
1: on their hands and what they were quoting was what those philosophers said about truth,
0: right exactly and um, it's like you know why why did why they spent so much time worrying about truth is that we we need to feel tethered, we need to feel connected, I think, and so it's like, I need this to be true. The other thing is, is I need it to be true because I don't want to be wrong. If it's if if it's not true for me, then I'm wrong.
1: That article also tied truth to belief. That the core of what we believe is that we want to know the truth, and the core of truth is in our beliefs. So it seemed to go both ways. And that's true. We want to know that something is right. We want to know that something is correct. I just use it in a sentence and didn't even realize it. I said, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's how often and, and subconsciously and unconsciously we use the word. But connecting it to our belief system and connecting it to, um, I, I mean, even the, even the new thought and metaphysical design of the word has it capitalized And I thought it was very interesting. I went to Merriam-Webster, I have to admit, to see what the dictionary had to say about truth. And it acknowledged that there are two spellings, one with a lowercase t and one with an uppercase t, because they have different meanings in different contexts. One is very scientific and very, um, uh, maybe more on the surface of being accurate in sally field's words and the other one is capitalized and and more metaphysical and and has a much different meaning meaning and it's odd because you wouldn't think that they would have different meanings but they've gone that direction the two words
0: well there's there is a a truth that does change from day to day i mean it, it it um like it, it is, it is true that I got up this morning and ate breakfast. But tomorrow that might not be true.
1: Oh yes, you yes. know, I
0: mean, so uh, truth with a small t is is a moving, like I said, it's a, kind of a moving target. It's what's true, what's true for me in any one moment, is only in that moment. As soon as. You know, as soon as I look a different direction, as soon as the subject gets changed, uh, right now it's true that we are we're we're doing a podcast. In forty minutes or so, that's not going to be true anymore. So I mean, it's just I really think it's about us needing needing to know what's going on. I think that's that our you know, it, because I, when, when I was reading the, that article that was quoting all of those people who had been searching for truth, it's like, why are they spending so much time and why are they so worried about it? And I think a lot of it has to do with our needing to, we want something solid, we want to know what's going on. You know, we, we uh, uh, you know, Deepak Chopra has, has you know, wrote um, that uh, learning, living with ambiguity, living with ambiguity is um, a sign of spiritual maturity. Because we don't I like ambiguity. That. No. You know. No. 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 But we have truth. I mean, the truth is, is that the sun is going to come up, you know, this, this, this planet is, is, is revolving, you know, revolving and and the sun's going to come up in the morning. I mean, it, it, there are certain things that are not, that are just facts, they, they don't change. And so those are, to me, truths with a capital T.
1: And the truths with a small t are the things that do change? for me, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, um it's true in any one moment it's like there was I'm going and I'm not trying to be a downer here but there was there were a few moments where it was true that my husband was very close to dying and then like within 24 hours that wasn't true anymore. It was true that he was still probably in jeopardy but he wasn't, you know, things had changed. And so, um you know, in any one moment, uh, yeah. I mean, we live in a we live in an ever changing, ever evolving, ever expanding um, paradigm. I don't want to say universe, but uh,
1: yeah. So it's not just as I'm listening to you. I'm hearing it's not just that truth with a small t is something that changes from minute to minute but more the truth, true truth with a capital T is something that is unchanging. It's it's the opposite that is the definition. It's not what truth with a small T is, it's what truth with the large T, with the capitalized word is, with the big T, that that is unchanging and that is reliable and that is That leads us to our belief. I love reliable.
0: I think that that is that that's what we really want. I mean, I don't know if we actually really care if something's actually really true as long as it's reliable.
1: But isn't that. Different than what Deepak Chopra was saying about ambiguity? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. that's
0: why he was saying that that being able to live with ambiguity is a sign of spiritual maturity. Right. Because we're so uncomfortable, <clears throat> excuse me, most people are so uncomfortable with ambiguity. Um, that's why people go to to psychics and and readers and things that I am not being negative about that, because they absolutely serve a purpose. I've actually done that work. Um, But at the same time, uh, when I was doing that work, people would come to me and they would want to know things. But the longer I did it, the more I realized that people didn't really want to know that much. Mm. They didn't really want to know what was actually going to happen. They just wanted to feel better.
1: So it was a very interesting experience. Truth lets us do that. Truth lets us know enough that we can accept it, enough that we can deal with it and move forward with it, but not so much that it works against us. Because, yeah, if we know certain things about what's going to happen, it could be haunting. It could be detrimental to daily activity. And that extent, maybe that level of truth is more than we on a need to know basis but maybe more than we um maybe more than we want to know and that's what you found
0: right and and also life would be pretty boring if we knew what was going to happen i mean if you really think about it yeah and then of course also if i tell you if i you know someone tells you what's going to happen next and it's not what you want then you have to deal with that because so being told that that blah 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 is going to happen takes out any hope, if, if, what is, if what is said is true and accurate, then that takes out any hope that it can be different. And we live on hope and we live on faith, I think.
1: Somewhere in that where those two cross, where faith and hope cross, is the truth. Right, yeah, yeah. This is why I like this series so much. <laughs> There's so much to discover and there's so much to consider in all of this. And as you and I are considering this for ourselves, anybody who's listening is doing the same thing and finding something on their own that might sound a little bit different or be defined a little bit differently, but that is truth.
0: Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's like what's true for one person. It's, it's like each of us grows up in, in, a, in a family environment of some sort. We grow up in an environment. And that environment is what is true for us and how people do things in, in that, you know, um, that, that's what's true for us. And uh, in my house, uh, a couple of us put ketchup on macaroni and cheese. Now, I've met two other people in my entire life who do that. But it's that it's true for me. <laughs> you know, and uh, I also didn't know uh, because of the way my mother cooked, it was always a side dish for us. So I didn't know that macaroni and cheese could, was a main dish for a lot of people because it's just the way. it. So, you know, and I go out into the world and I'm finding out that this is a main dish and then I'm putting ketchup on it in front of other people. <laughs>
1: They didn't. What did? Yeah. They did. They say that's not true. um, Most of who with you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, or just just like to make fun of me for it. I mean, yeah. it's just. Um, but our it's, truths are different. Our truths are different, and they come and but they're very fundamental. I mean, and and I'm joking about m- macaroni and cheese, but I mean those are food habits, and food is like fundamental to our being on the planet, right? Yeah. And so um, it's like, well, you, you 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 can't make it that way. That's wrong. I mean, there's this whole this whole truth just about our food and how how it should be paired prepared and what we should do with it. And and, um, so, you know, coming out of our, every, every one of us comes out of an environment that has already given us a version of truth that we operate from. We all operate from our own, I guess, version of truth.
1: The more we talk about this, there's something that keeps going through my mind and it is the, the argument over truth in politics. And the only thing I'm gonna say about that surprises even me. There are always different sides of politics, not just two sides, but various sides of politics. Everybody feels like their belief, not spiritual belief, but their political belief is real, is true. This is it. I believe it so strongly. And and everyone seems to feel that way if they have any political leanings at all, which automatically makes those other political leanings wrong in their minds. And there are very strong statements that are made about that, not just now, but throughout history. As long as we've known about politics, there have been strong statements of, of opposing sides. But the thing that occurs to me now as we're talking about truth is that politics is not the truth. It's not which part of politics is the truth. Politics is a construct the political game and maneuvers and parties and beliefs around that. It's a construct. It's something that we have invented as humans, and now we have taken it to this elevated place where we fight over it. But what is it really? It's really just this human-made thing that if we tore it into little tiny pieces, we could take it down to dust and it would be nothing at all. We've just decided to believe in it. So all of the arguments and all of the fighting and all of the rhetoric about politics has nothing to do with truth on that metaphysical spiritual level.
0: Right. I I, I agree with you. And when we really start thinking about it, then all of these other things that are so important, whether it's how you fix your food or how you, those are all constructs too. And so maybe, maybe what we're really trying to get at here is that what's the difference between that energy that runs underneath everything and the constructs that we have in order to live our lives? Because everything on some level, on the material, physical level is a construct. Time is a construct. Right. Right. I had this, yeah, I had this flash the other day, I think it was, I don't know where I was, but somebody was saying something about, oh, <clears throat> over at SLC, we have all these different rooms, and every clock is a battery run clock. So they all run differently. So it's like, we have all these different time zones. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> and it's great. And somebody said so they were adjusting one of the clocks, and they said it wasn't keeping time. And I I don't know where I was out there, I guess, because what went through my mind is like a clock can't keep time. Nobody can keep time. Time's a construct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, even time we made is, it up.
0: Yeah. So even even time isn't true.
1: Correct. The passage of time has some element of truth to it. Um. <laughs> but not necessarily current time not necessarily what time of afternoon or evening it is that part is completely made up
0: right and you know and there there's there are countries where um it's like here and I think I'm, I'm guessing Germany and a few other co- countries where people are very prompt and boy, you go exactly, you know, we will be there at eight o'clock and we're there at eight o'clock. And then there's countries where people say, we'll meet at eight o'clock and people meander in at 10. Right. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's cultural and everybody just knows that and they just come when they they want. And it's um, perfectly
1: acceptable yeah, because it's an agreement that they have all made, but it doesn't have anything to do with truth. So how much of,
0: right? So how much of truth is our agreements about things?
1: Capital T or small t? (laughs) (laughs) Because with a small t, it's all about our agreements. Truth with a small T is all about our agreements with ourselves and with each other. But truth with a capital T, it has nothing at all to do with that. Right. has nothing at all to do with those agreements. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I, I wish I could come up with more cheerful uh, examples, but I was just thinking about when my my sister uh, passed away several years ago, um... I mean, I, I knew she was fine. And I was, you know, it was her time. And, and I, I was fairly good with that. But I realized that what I was resisting was the permanence. Hmm. Because it was an it was a truth that she was not in her body walking around on the planet anymore. That was absolutely true. It was it was an unchangeable fact. And, um, so I, I, that's where, you know, it's like, um, we didn't just make an agreement that we're going to say, okay, she's not alive anymore. Right. Right? I mean, it, it was a thing that happened that could not be undone. And there it was. And um, that was, because that was, we weren't super close and I didn't spend a lot of time with her. She lived far away. So, you know, I didn't miss her on a daily basis. I mean, I had, I had stuff to work through, but it wasn't like um, I had this devastating loss in my life, like some people do experience, um, but I didn't like the, 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 the finality of it. And I, I remember thinking that, you know, but this is not something I can affect. This is not something I can change. And, um, you know, so I had to agree that that, you know, I needed to move on. I mean, that life moved on. But so, you know, it it is absolutely true that that the people who have passed on are no longer on the planet. It's absolutely, you know, so uh, (laughs) this can just I mean, we could go in circles
1: with this for a long time. But Uh, yeah, which is why we started out saying this is. This is a challenging thing for a lot of people to understand and accept what truth is. I have a I have a quote for you here. I think this came from an interview on NPR. Um, That's how I remember it. But the, the interview was with Leonard Cohen. (laughs) <laughs> wonderful composer, Hello. songwriter, I know, and 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 really very much a philosopher. Oh, you God. hear it in his music and you hear it anytime that you ever heard an interview with him. And uh, I, the interviewer asked him if he thought something along the lines of do you think you're cool? Do you think you're hip? And Leonard Cohen's answer was hip is a verdict not an intention. How Leonard is that? Yes. How Leonard is that? Whether I'm hip is how you see me. It's not what I'm putting out there. It's what I'm delivering. Was, was the message that he said. But he only said it in one sentence and didn't need to explain it as I just did. But there's something about that that I think is similar to truth. In, in, in the respect that truth isn't what I want it to be. Truth uh, isn't what I'm in, intending it to be. Truth is what's out there showing itself to me. So that's what I got from Leonard Cohen.
0: Yeah. No, I I love that. I love that. Is is because yeah, because we operate as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. We we operate from perception. Yeah. And um, you know, and 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 that comes from the environment we came up in. It's like what I perceive as as real or accurate or true um is and and we also did something on pro- projection many many months ago is that you know we we both have jobs where people really project on us you have you have two jobs where people <laughs> <project> yes <laughs>
1: both yeah <laughs> one at the radio station and one is minister
0: right and you know and i'm like i i'm just dealing with the projections as a minister i don't know how you do both um but it's it learning to simply listen to what the person is saying and they're taught and what they're saying is is reflecting of themselves not not of us unless unless you're just totally wrapped up in your ego and go yeah this is really cool it's like i'm really glad that you like like what i offered and i'm glad it helped you um but you know that that projecting out that it's like i think i've said before never meet your heroes because what we project on them and and it turns out everybody's just a regular human
1: being. Yeah. <laughs> What's the expression? We all put our pants on one leg, at a, leg time. at a time. Yeah. 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 And we are all just
0: as human as can be. Uh, someone uh, came up to me the other day and she said she's listening to the podcast and she's really liking what we're doing. And then she said to me, she says, it's helping me get to know you better. Oh, and I've had other comments from people, um, in when I was in a small group and shared something, that they appreciate that because when you get up in front of someone, you know, like like in a church or in in on on the on the radio, whatever you're doing, when you're up in front of people, they're listening and they're projecting all kinds of hopefully cool stuff at you. But <laughs> um, you maybe. know, maybe yeah. Well, one one would hope, but. Um, and that's true for them. What they're seeing and experiencing in that moment is true for them. And again, that's transitory because then they might get to know you a little bit better and find out, oh, you're not quite as lovely, cool as I thought you were, or you right. know. Um, and and the, the pedestal gets taken away. Thank yeah. God, those pedestals need to have their legs taken <laughs> off. But um, so
1: I so also she think- got to know you a little bit better. Yeah. And that was there you that relationship, then understanding you in a different way, got closer to the truth. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and in
0: one one group, um, I had it was one of these things where people were sharing and nobody was. So being the I wasn't leading it, uh, but I wanted we needed to get it going. So I shared something fairly, fairly personal. And a woman came up to me afterwards in tears, thanking me for doing that and told me that it made me human for her. And that blew me away, but it, I also, that I think I already knew people project, but that was a huge lesson for me. And I was really grateful that she said that because her truth about me, I mean, my truth about me is, you know, very different than anybody else's truth about me. Yeah. Yeah. And I did I did an exercise in a, in a, in a class on a Wednesday night where it was um, how, accepting, accepting compliments, accepting, you know, uh, people saying nice things to you. So we did this exercise where everybody paired off, and I had them as say just say something nice to the other person. I appreciate or whatever. And after they did that, I said, "So how did you feel about that?" Because most a lot of people are very uncomfortable getting compliments. And this one woman nailed it. She just nailed it, and she said, "You know," she said, "When this person said whatever they did, I thought, well, yeah, but if you knew me better."
1: Oh. So that ties in with Leonard Cohen's comment about the difference between a verdict and an intention. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She said, I would, I would, have, I would have bought what she was saying if she knew me better, but she doesn't know me. So, wow. And I thought, you know, I I love that. Um, that was it was worth the whole night just to have that person bring that up. But mm. yeah, so um, you know, next week we're going to be talking about discernment, which is a kind of a nice word for
1: judgment. <laughs> um, wow, <laughs> wow, you've already set a tone for that. Well, which, so we're going to go from truth to discernment. You yeah. know, and, and I have to say. With all of the uses of the word truth, we, we bend the truth, we stretch the truth, we have the naked truth, we have just the facts, ma'am, and we have the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and yet finding out what truth is is a lifelong journey. It is. So to go from truth this week to discernment next week is just the natural flow. It is the natural flow. And then what this brings to mind
0: is that there's also the other saying of being true to yourself or being your true self, which is what most of the spiritual teachings that you and I are involved in, is that you know discovering who you really are. And maybe that's the truth that we're looking for here, Um, as we've meandered down this path,
1: is that for me, I'm just trying to figure out who I really am. My aim is true. My aim is true. I don't know how much of the truth I will ever really find or know, but I'm aiming for it. Right. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful,
0: beautiful thing. And as I said, you know, everybody, thank you for being with us today. And we're, uh, we're pretty excited about this whole series. And next week, we will be talking about discernment and figuring what that means. And we wish you a week full of insights and blessings. And thank you, Donna. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.